0: Alright, how's everybody doing tonight? Good. So we're going to start with the scripture. We're going to take it from Ephesians 5, chapter 5, verses 15 through 16. And uh, just to let you know, I grew up in the King James Version. Then I went to New King James, but every scripture that I'm going to read tonight is from the NIV. Okay? (laughs) Just to let you know. Okay, here we go. Ephesians 5, chapter five verses 15 and 16. It says, "Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil." So the topic I want to talk about tonight is called Making the most of every opportunity." Making the most of every opportunity. So my first question to you tonight is, how do we make the most of every opportunity? Well, let me define, give you a definition of what opportunity is, according to Merriam-Webster. Opportunity is a favorable juncture of circumstances. Another definition is a good chance for advancement. Or progress now let me give you the synonyms for opportunity is a break a chance an occasion an opening a room a shot so we get the point right so the biggest key I want to focus on is the point that it says a favorable juncture of circumstances or what about the second definition a good choice a good chance excuse me for advancement progress. So we as believers know, okay, that, you know, when we have an opportunity for us, okay, sometimes when we want opportunities to happen or we look for opportunities to happen, it's kind of when we're looking forward to it, when it makes it comfortable for us, okay? But as believers, we need to step outside of that and think, okay, opportunities, Okay, so I got I to gotta think bigger outside of that. So, so ho- I got to see how God sees it. And sometimes those opportunities are not in the most favorable circumstances in our eyes. But for God, it's an opportunity to push us, to pull us, to challenge us. So let's just think about that. We're going to move along. So I want to give... Uh, five steps. Now, they're not in sequential order, okay? But you take it how you want it, okay? Um, There's no order of preference or what's more important, but these are five steps of ways to give you guidance that God has given to me to share with you of how can we make the most of every opportunity, okay? So, the first step that God was telling me was first, the way you can take advantage of making the most of every opportunity is you must understand your season. You must understand your season. Because when you understand your season, you will kind of understand how to operate. So let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. So we know that Ecclesiastes, especially uh, chapter 3, really focuses on a time for everything. It says there's a time to be born. I'm just going to paraphrase it. But it says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Every activity. There's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to weep, a time to laugh. So this chapter really focuses on the different types of seasons and moments that can happen in our lives and on this earth. All right? So just to break it down a little bit further, you know, talking about the different times, let's, let's think of it more as seasons. So now we know, we know what the seasons on this earth is, right? There's four of them. So what are the seasons? Summer, spring. spring, winter, and fall. Thank you, everyone, Thank you. Pastor Mel. <laughs> uh, so the four seasons. So let's think about it. For each season, how do we make the most of those seasons? Okay. So let's let's break it down. Let's talk about summer. Give me one thing of how we make the most of that opportunity when summer comes. What do we do? Travel. Travel. The biggest thing: vacations. Relaxing, enjoying the warmth, the heat, the sun. All right. Okay, let's talk about spring. How do we take advantage of that? How do we make the most of that? Clean. Spring cleaning. Okay, that's not for everybody, but the, all right, Pastor. That's the spring cleaning. Okay, get your house in order, get it clean. All right. All right. Here, here's another one. Winter. How do we make the most of that? Yes. Some would say, oh, go skiing, have hot chocolate, you know, enjoying being inside the house. All right. So the last one, fall. How do we make the most of that season? Eat. Eat. <laughs> Eat. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Harvest. You know, some say the pumpkin season, pumpkin lattes, pumpkin muffins, just enjoying pumpkin flavor. Some say they enjoy the boot season, you know? know, If you're into shoes, ladies, (laughs) all right? So, if we think about it like that, you know, even if you don't appreciate the season, sometimes when people hear winter, they're like, oh man, I gotta shovel the snow. You know, they see it in a negative way. Or even in the summer, when we say, oh, it's vacation, it's like, oh my gosh, it's hot. I just wanna get in the air condition. I just wanna get me some lemonade or something, you know? But in those times, Whether it's good or bad, there's the times that we have to take advantage of those opportunities. Because guess what? It's going to come. It's inevitable. God created the earth to tilt on its axis and to orbit the sun. So the way it's on the sun and how it faces the sun is those seasons. So guess what? It's going to happen, y'all. No matter how you want it, how you like it, it's going to happen. So I encourage you. If you haven't already, take advantage of that opportunity. Find something positive in those seasons. So how do we relate that, you know, we talked about the seasons, we talked about those opportunities. How do we relate that to our lives? We have seasons in our lives. We all know that, right? You have a season for when you're married, when you have children, when you're a teenager, when you're a student. There are different seasons of your life. and so. Just think about how do you take advantage of those opportunities? Or how have you taken advantage of those opportunities? Well, I just wanted to share with you just a little bit about me and my little seasons. I'm still going through my seasons, but some seasons that I've experienced, and I felt that God was able to use me to make the most of those opportunities in those seasons. So one season, we're going to go back to when I was in high school. I transferred to this high school, and it's the only all-girl public school in the nation. Okay, Baltimore, Maryland Western High School, only the best, and it's a magnet school. And in this magnet school, You know, when I, my parents told me that I was going to this all-girls school, it was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be drama, you know, just, I had that stereotypical mindset of how it is to be around a lot of females. But when I got there, it was not the case. Like I said, Western High School was a magnet school, and so a lot of the courses were honors and AP. So, Going to that, I already had to have the mindset like, okay, this is, this is not a game when I go to this school. I have to come correct. Now, I didn't start as a freshman. I came in as a sophomore, so I kind of missed out on building relationships with other students, kind of get the atmosphere and prepare myself for the next year, so I had to just jump in and, and, and try to figure it out. And so, while I was there, in those three years that I was there, see, at that school, and I, didn't, and I forgot to mention this, that you get two degrees, so you get your state degree, and then you get the actual school, because it's a recognized magnet school. So you have to maintain a certain GPA to get that second degree or that diploma. So I said, you know what, I got to, I got to get this. So I did everything. I joined the SGA, the drama club. I mean, every club, the honor society, played sports sport, sorry, singular, one sport. I played softball Um, and I tried to kind of branch out because what they tried to teach us is that, you know, preparing for college, you have to make yourself marketable. And how you make yourself marketable is showing that I can focus on my academics as well as balancing and participating in other extracurricular activities. Because that's what's gonna happen in college. So we had to show that and we had to strive for that. And so in my class, they always strive throughout the classes, but my particular class, I'm not gonna mention the year I graduated, um, cause that'll show my age. But uh, there was maybe 95, 96% of college acceptance. So it was not a game, okay? So in that season, I felt that God allowed me to be in that school for that season, and I really believe, hope I believe. I truly believe that I was able to take advantage of every opportunity that was laid out for me and that helped prepare me for where I am now when I was a teenager in high school. Now another season I want to give you was, uh, if you didn't know, I'm in the military. Uh, I've been in for about 16 years. And there was one point in my career where it was kind of stagnant. And as a leader, you have to challenge yourself. See I was always the type of leader that would always try to get any type of prerequisites, the schooling, things that I needed before I got promoted. So I always tried to be ahead of the game. But there was just certain things that I knew as a leader that I needed to know, that I needed to experience in order to really be able to pour into my soldiers passionately, truthfully, because of the experiences that I've been through, and to know that they trust me and that, you know what, she's been through this so she knows what she's talking about. Because a lot of times within the military, if you haven't deployed or if you haven't done certain things, they really don't even listen to you or kind of respect you, even as a leader. So, you know, I said, God, I need to go to a unit that I know that's gonna be deploying soon because I'm moving up in rank. That means I'm gonna have a lot of responsibilities and I wanna make sure that when I speak or however you use me, I can be, the things that I say are relevant and true and people can really hear me and hear my heart. So I went to a unit, okay, uh, I want to say I got promoted into the unit, it was about 2008-2009. Got orders to deploy, and so we went to Afghanistan, all right. So before, because I'm not active duty, as a reservist, I'm going to try to break it down so you understand, and I hope that if you don't understand my terminology, let me know, please. Okay. So before you deploy, you have to do some training. Because when you're a reservist, which is part-time, you don't do this every day, you kind of lose your skills. You lose your skill set. You kind of lose the being a soldier. Um, so you have to go train. So they send us to a place. They send us to a different state. So they send us to a state to go get some training, learn, refresh on our basic soldier skills. Then we go to another place, and we have kind of like a um, an exercise. So as if we were over there, how we would react, and then learning from those things so that we don't make those same mistakes when we deploy. Okay, now understand? Are we good? Thumbs up. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Sometimes I can speak terminology, and you know, I just look at my husband. It's like, okay, I'm sorry, you don't understand me. So because we speak in a lot of acronyms. So I was a leader in with a group of soldiers that where I was placed it was by default, but you know what nothing is by default god God does it for a reason so i I accidentally fell into a group of people where we always have what they call as formations, so it's just different groups of people that line up by their their sections, okay and formations. You know, that's where you get your information on what you got to do for the day or put out any other information, okay? So, you know, I go into this group, you know, this is my first time at my unit, and everybody's looking around. We're all looking around, and I know what they're looking around for. They're looking around for the rank. So I'm looking around. They looked at me. I looked at my rank, and I said, oh, man, I'm the most senior ranking person. So the most senior ranking person has to get before the group, stand before the group. So I stood before the group. and you know. At the end of a formation, we have a commander and a first sergeant. They are the leaders. They kind of manage the whole group, okay? And so they said, hey, we need you in this position. We have somebody that's going to get promoted soon, but we need you just to step in, be the leader, help us until they get promoted. I said, okay. I didn't say okay, I said roger that, but that means okay, okay? All right. So I said, okay. (laughs) And um, so got together. And in this group, it's nothing but guys. Okay? So I'm the only female. And these guys, what I learned when I sat down and, you know, had a talk with them individually, you know, to try to understand their mindset. They never had, they've never been to a unit where they had a female leader and they've deployed twice or three times. So I said, okay, God, I see what you're doing you set me up. So I said, okay, I have to strategize. Now, let me tell you, I tried to do it my way. I tried to learn the job while we were training. I tried to learn jobs that I'm going to do better than them. I'm going to be better than them. But I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I I got to step back for a minute. I said, okay, God, I got to do it your way. So basically God was telling me, find out what they need help in and then be that. So I said, okay, so what I found out was they just want to be taken care of. They want to do their job, be left alone, you know, know they're taken care of. So administration was my strong point. So I said, OK, I got that. We were so close that a lot of times when we eat lunch, the senior leaders go last because they want all the junior listed to make sure they eat first when we eat. We became so close-knit that they would not Eat their food until I sat down because I was always the last to the, until I sat down at the table and I said God that's nothing but you because that shows that they trust me okay so fast forward you know thank you lord so you know I took advantage of it blood sweat and tears we got through it get ready to deploy go overseas get ready to get our permanent station and said hey we don't need you anymore I said okay wait a minute. And that, that really took a toll on me. It really did, to be honest with you. And I had to ask God, why? All this time. And now I can't even train and be with my soldiers in the war zone. And so, but God had a plan. And so because of that, he took me away from that. Um, My soldiers were really hurt and they were angry with me, but they understood that I was like, there's some battles that I try to fight, but I, I can't, this one I can't fight. And, um, and so I had to let God just have his way in this situation. And because of that, I was able to do even more things and have more opportunities while I was overseas. So I, I just want that, that part of my story to encourage you that sometimes when you feel like, you know, okay, I went through the trenches. I did this. You know, this is going to happen and then it's taken away from you and you felt like you are in a position, you did your work to get that position and then it was taken or you never got the position. Just know that God's still opening another door. So don't despair in that. Just know he has something better. He's just trying to prepare you. So that's just something I'm, you know, sharing that how I was able to take advantage of those seasons, now, I'm still working on this season as a wife and a mother. I am not perfect, but, you know, I embrace it. And this is the season I'm excited to see what God is going to do for me in this season right now. And, um, you know, I, I, just, I just thank God for this. I'm honored. You know, it's like, God, you felt that I could be a wife and a mother, and I thank you for that. You know, so I'm really learning in this season that I'm in right now. All right, so... Um, I know I said five steps, and that was number one, so we're just going to keep on moving, all right? So, <laughs> number two, <laughs> understand that everything we should, that everything that we do should be purposeful and intentional, okay? 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. So I'm going to read that. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. So it says, one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully, administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So what does that mean? Everything that you do, no matter what that season, even if it's a valley or a winter, it is a purpose and intention in that. And you have to understand that whatever you have to do in that season, it is for a purpose. There was a quote that I'm gonna summarize with Dr. Martin Luther King, used to say. he said, if you're a street sweeper, you better sweep them streets like you are painting like Picasso. What does that mean? Whatever you're in right now, you take advantage of it because it's for a purpose. And everything that you do in that season is to help you. And I'm telling myself this too. I'm telling myself this. All right, the next thing. So understanding that your purpose, everything that you need to do must be purposeful and intentional. What is the purpose? Well, you were created to do good works. So what is, how does that tie into making the most of every opportunity? Because in that opportunity, you have to know that whatever opening, circumstance that God gives you, it is for good works. Good works, no matter what it is, it's for good works. I got to emphasize that. You were created to do good works. So if you don't know, now you know. Ephesians 2.10. So Ephesians 2 10 says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do in advance. So he already has it out there. You came, no matter how you came into this earth, into this world, it's in advance. You came to this earth to do good works. So if you feel like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know why I'm here. You were here to do good works, and that was prepared for you in advance. So don't don't you dare think that you being here is worthless, or you're not worth anything, or you don't have a purpose. You have a purpose, and that's to do good works. And it was put out there in advance for you. Hear what I'm saying, y'all? All right, number four. So how do you make the most... Continuing to build on how we make the most of every opportunity. This is going to hurt a little bit. It says, learn to be content in whatever circumstances may come. Ooh, so what I'm supposed to, if I'm in a valley, I'm just supposed to, oh, thank you, Lord, for this valley, for this storm. You, we're supposed to put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, y'all. But that's, that's so easier said than done. So let me tell you about somebody who had the right to say that. Because when I tell you this person's name, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Maybe he knows what he's talking about. So let's go to Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. Talking about my main man, Paul. Now, I felt like as soon as Saul's name changed to Paul, those floodgates was opening. Like the the persecution that he went through, but he was so steadfast. He was so encouraging. And he wrote two-thirds of the Bible. So when he says this, and you understand his story, you can say, all right, I understand what he's saying now, because of what he went through. And if you don't know, study it. Study Paul. Okay, so Philippians 4 Chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Or as I learned the verse growing up, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who's within me. So what is he saying? Well, That's the secret. No matter the circumstances I'm in, even if it's uncomfortable, I have to, I have to be okay. That's, that's kind of tough because there's some where we like, okay, this is a valley, but I got this. And then there's some it's like, I don't know what I'm about to do right now. I don't know what, how did I get here? And I still got to be content. But let me tell you the key word Paul said, I have learned. That's something that doesn't come easy. When you learn something, you got to study it. You go through it. You get tested in it. And then you get better, and then you understand it. So he has learned. So we have to learn. It's not something you can jump in. It's something that comes with time. You have to learn this. Y'all understand? And so the last thing, which is the most important thing, you're probably going to be like, why didn't you say that first? You'll see why. The last thing, in order to make the most of every opportunity, you got to seek him first. Come on now, you had me. <laughs> you got to seek him first. Y'all thought I was going to feel like, wait, wait a minute, what about God? I mean, you didn't mention anything about God. Yes, because that's the last thing sometimes we remember. When somebody said, oh, what was the last thing I said? God, you got to seek him first. You have to. You, you ha- there, there is no other way. But you know what? I could, I could talk about it, but let me just uh, read some scriptures to you to, to, to break it down, and then it'll just speak for itself. So Philippians 4:13, what do we say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Who gives me strength. That's right there. We sometimes we need a supernatural type of strength to get through each day. Maybe each sometimes it's like the day's too much. I got to I got to get through the minute. I got to get through this hour. And sometimes we need a strength beyond what we what we could think of what we need because God has to give that to us. Because there's some situations he's like, I'm sorry, baby. I got I to gotta get you through this because this is, this is for my kingdom. And I know you have a willing heart and you're a willing vessel. So I need you to go through this fire. But guess what? I'm going to give you what you need. I'm going to give you strength to get through this. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, my favorite one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. You got to let him direct your path. There's times when in my opportunities, I tried to do it on my own, and I got far. But then I was like, okay, I don't know where to go from here. Or there was times it was like, oh, I I couldn't even get out the door. So we got to trust in him. Because he knows, he put it in advance for us, what our purpose is. So we got to, we have to. Another one, this verse right here, I should just end it right there. But we, I'll, I'll, let's get to it. So y'all come on with me. Uh, John 15, 5. And if you, if you're not coming with me, just listen with me, okay? (laughs) Right? So John 15, five, okay, listen, I am the vine, this is Christ speaking, you are the branches. If a man, mankind, man and women remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit apart from me. what did he say? You can do nothing apart from me, you can do nothing. That's why I said you got to seek him first. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Oh, we can try. We've all been there. I'll raise my hand to that. I've tried. I said, (laughs) let me try this and see. God, I know you said, but let me me see what I can do and see how far I can get. Nah. No, because whatever he has for me, I I have to seek him so I know what I need to do to prepare. Because the purpose is for good works. It's for his kingdom. So we got to seek him first. Sorry if I... I just, you know, I just... Passionate. I'm a passionate person. And so the last one, Psalms verse 1, chapter 1, verses 1 through, th- one through 3. Um, I love David. Um, you know, he's just such a poet. And the one thing I love about David, he, he... You know, when you read sometimes with Psalms, it's an up and down emotion. It's like, I love you, Lord. I give you everything. You know, I, You know, no one can defeat you. And then it's like, ah, where are you? I said, you know what, that's, that's like me. I'm like, you know, we are blessed in the city. And there's times I'm like, truth is I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you know, and I'm just like, but, you know, but where are you? So let me tell you, David, I just, I just love, I just wanted to give a little shout out to David on that. So come on, Psalms 1. Uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. For he is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Now, it didn't, it didn't say just in a season of harvest any season because when you are rooted and you're meditating on the word and you're seeking him that fruit will produce even in a winter now like what we going through you know what was it the recession and you being blessed like oh I didn't even know there was a recession that fruit will produce but you got to continue to seek him so he can fill you and in those times In those times, you'll produce that fruit, especially when you need it the most. So in those steps that I was building up to, you know, the biggest thing, the biggest thing is making the most of the opportunity that God has given you. We all have an opportunity, and we got to make the most of it. So I'm, uh, the teacher side of me is going to review, okay? <laughs> all right? So, so first, all right, got to understand our season, okay? Understand the season that you're in. Got to understand it. The second thing, you understand that everything that you do is purposeful and intentional. So in that season, no matter what it is, has it a purpose and everything has an intention to it. That is how you can take advantage of that opportunity in that season. Number three, you were created to do good works. Don't matter what nobody tell you, what this world tells you, you are here to do good works. Everybody, young, old, everyone has a purpose to do good works. Even a baby has a purpose to do good works. Number four, learning to be content in whatever circumstances may come. Ouch. That's tough. You know, because right now I'm like, boy, you know, new beginnings, We preaching new beginnings. And I'm like, whoa, this storm, it just came. What was I saying? You know, but thanks Pastor Mel for that revelation about a storm. You know, it's just clearing some things out. So I had to think of it in a different perspective to be able to be content in the situation. And the last Why is it last? It's the most important thing that I want you to remember. You have to seek him first. You have to. Now, I had some examples of, you know, people who made the most of every opportunity. And you know these people. The first one, his name is Jesus. Okay? He made the most of every opportunity. Now, Now, I say he didn't make the most of every opportunity when he was young, because he did. You know, he was teaching, and then he kind of drawed back and said, you know, let me be a child. Let me stay my age. And then when it was time for him to do his ministry, what was it, what was it, about three years? About three years. Oh, you wouldn't even know. You're like, oh, my goodness, what was it, 5, 10, 20 years? He did everything in three years, healing, teaching, preaching, died, rose again. Now he's sitting at the right hand of the father. Three years, fulfilled so much and made every opportunity. Another one, a main man, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Now let me tell you, when I looked at his timeline, let me tell you, we all know about the great things that this man did. But as soon as he was born into this world, let's just say after he graduated from high school at the age of 15, he went running. 16, went to college, 17, 18, got a degree, went to seminar, got his PhD, already starting the Alabama boys, uh, the bus boycott, doing this in jail, did the letters from Birmingham, and so forth, and so until the day he died, he was moving every year. He died about 30, 39, 38 years old. And he was moving and did stuff every year at a, a tough time, in our history. And he made the most of every opportunity. My favorite one, my former first lady, Michelle Obama, from the south side of Chicago. (laughs) Now we didn't know who she was, but she was placing an opportunity that is, uh, sometimes it's tough to be a trailblazer. Some of you are trailblazers and it's tough and you gotta set the tone. It's kind of like you or the face maybe for your family, for your job, for your race as a female, as a male, whatever it is. And she had to blaze a trail. She was the true first lady, our first lady for a lot of us. And that's, some people don't want to be in that kind of season. That's uncomfortable. But she took advantage of it. Two terms. Did a less move movement. Really pushed out for young girls around the world to have uh, education, worked with the veterans, families, military spouses. So much more. She did a lot. She took advantage of it. Was it easy? Did she want to do it? No. And I don't want to give you all of it. She's freed becoming. Okay? <laughs> and the last one Ruth. Now, we all know the story about Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. And we know what happens at the end. But we don't know how long it took, forget from the beginning to the end. We read the chapter like, oh, it took about what, 14 chapters? <laughs> it did not. She was married. Her husband died. And she said, Naomi, Mama, I'm not going to leave you. Your God will be my God. And she left with her. And she was blessed. But, you know, she, she had to take advantage of that season. That season, that was a tough time. They were, they were practically homeless. But God set them up in that time. And guess who came from that lineage? Who came from that lineage, y'all? If you don't know, okay. Jesus. That's right. <laughs> they, so Ruth birthed, who, who she birthed? Obed, yeah. who birthed? Jesse, who birthed David, and we go on down the line, to Jesus. So she had, she had a tough season. And, you know, and it's funny how we kind of can guesstimate the timelines, and we really can't, but we, we have to understand these people that I've mentioned, and you have people in your lives, and you yourselves are in seasons. And I challenge you. To make the most Of the opportunity of the season that you're in Right now don't look for Not everything is going to be A favorable circumstance Not everything is going to look favorable To you it's to God but to us It's like oh my goodness you you set me up For failure right here but he said no This is your purpose I'm setting you up for I'm preparing you for To do good Works So I thank you for this opportunity. I I, I thank you, you know, and I'm sorry, I just was so excited that I jumped in the word first and prayed, but I just want to thank God for preparing me for such a time as this. I don't take this for granted, so I'm thankful. You know, I thank you husband, Lou, Louis, Louis, (laughs) Louie, for being my support in this. When you tell me Hey, you got this. God got you. I'm like, yeah. I, my husband said it. I'm, I got it. You know, I, God told him. He got, God told me I got it. So I thank you for your support. Family, friends, everyone, my village, and uh, for allowing me to be up here. Pastor Mel, Pastor Keith, thank you so much for entrusting me to be here, to give a word. I'm so honored. So I just thank you.